This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read God's Word. I'm, I'm not supposed, it's not supposed to be a long teaching today, but we are here to praise, right? We come to bless, to bless, to bless, to bless your name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh God. Deuteronomy chapter 20, 28, verse 47. Before we take us, we'll sit down there. Wow. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Some already sitting down. Yes, so just of that cross. Now, those of you that stand by you, I didn't say you should stand up. I'm just singing a song. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because thou sabbath not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of, the, of, of heart for the abundance of all things. Next verse. Therefore thou shalt serve thy enemies, not me. Hallelujah. That means Psalm 100. You can have your seats. Thank you. Psalm 100 from verse 1. There are commands in the Bible that believers think that they are less than some other commands. No. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he told him that do all the commandments, not preferring one to another. Every scripture is by the inspiration of God and they must be obeyed equally. Now, I have a reason for saying that. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Some are catching it. All ye lands. Next verse. Serve the Lord what? Now, this explains probably why many serve God and there are no, not too many results to show for it. The Bible is clear. The Bible says, Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God. It will bless your bread and water and take sickness away from you. Exodus 23. Then the Bible says, Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Men and brethren, you should be bold to ask God questions. How come there are millions of people serving God? They are sick and they are broke. And the Bible says that it is impossible for God to lie. Yes, now, one of the days I was praying and I saw this. It's not that many people are not serving God. But you see, many people are not serving God with gladness of hearts. They can say that this medication will cure malaria. And then the doctor says, take two in the day and take two in the night. If you take one in the day and skip the night, the malaria remains. There is nothing wrong with the drug. There is nothing special about your malaria. There is nothing wrong with the doctor, but there is something wrong with how you have taken it. Have you taken it? Yes. But did you take it according to prescription? No. Did you get that? That means things are not only designed to work when you use them. You must use them according to what? So we must not just serve God. God must be served out. If a Christian commits fornication, everybody frowns at that. Of course we should. That is directly against the word of God. But you see, it is not a more terrible thing than when a Christian stops giving thanks. Some things are very important to God. And mortal men. And I will show you just in a while. Within the few minutes I have. Now the Bible says that's, 
there is a protocol for coming to his presence. Go back to that psalm. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? Does it mean singing means something to God? Emphatically, yes. Come with his presence with singing. Don't come murmuring. Don't come complaining. You will have no access. Come with singing. There are three things that giving thanks will do. Apostle Paul spoke all through his epistle, which I don't want to fully go into this morning, about thanksgiving. Ephesians 5.4. I'll just show you about two or three. Then we go to something. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Ephesians 5.4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but what? Rather, Filthiness, jesting, they are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. I have found out that one of the ways to walk away from the lust of this world is to be a thanksgiver. Now, there are two things that can come from your heart. If thanks are not coming from you, filthiness and fully talk will come. Hallelujah. It's like the case of weed and plant. The only place weed will not grow is where you plant something. If you begin to walk in thanksgiving, all other things, I said, this is the highest demonstration of your faith. So when, if you talk about one of the classic miracles, Jesus multiplied bread, John chapter 6. Now, in verse 11, what the disciples said was not enough. They said five loaves and two feet. They said, what is that among so many? Jesus said, let me show you what is that among so many. That when thanksgiving is added to anything. So Jesus took bread and then Verse 11, John 6, 11. He took the loaves and when he had given what? He distributed and the thing multiplied. Now, again in verse 23 of the same chapter, the Bible is letting you know that that word that he gave them, did not it was not a casual word. The Bible wants to let you know that what led to that multiplication was the thanks. In verse 23, they were defined again to what happened on that day when the bread multiplied. And the writer says, I'll be hit. There came boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. Why did they eat bread? After the Lord had given thanks. With thanksgiving, I am a living. The Lord just looked at what was not enough. You remember I told you when they drove out a guy. And then when she had this smell, Genesis 22. And she was sent away from the house. And the angels, she felt that the baby was dying. So she took the baby and put Ishmael under one tree. So I don't want to see the death of my baby. And the angel said, Agai, take that baby, Ishmael in your hand, and lift him up. He said, for I will make him a great nation. Whatever you lift up before God multiplies. I, I have never seen a married being healed because of enough complaint. But you have seen radical transformation when thanks was given. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. Romans 4.20 The Bible lets us into something about Abraham. So, the Bible says So, what actually made Abraham to stand eventually was that he just began to give glory to God. Why waiting for Isaac? 
if you don't want to stagger when it comes to faith, you must be a man of thanksgiving. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when you say, Father, I thank you, it's not inferior to when you are binding. Actually, it's superior. I just showed you last week, Romans 16, 20. The Bible said that the God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet, not the God of war. In the school of the spirit, there is power in lifting up your hands and giving worship. Even when all, all odds are against you, it's a demonstration of your faith in the invisible. If you have, and let no Christian give thanks only when things are okay. It is a lifestyle you must adopt. The fruit of our lives to God, giving thanks continually. Ah, David understood this. When we get to the conference, we talk about this is the way into receiving. No matter what you have lost, when you give thanks, even for what you have lost, you will recover back in many folks. When David was walking around the house, the guy that Bathsheba gave back to was sick. The baby was sick. And David fasted for three days without eating. That God will heal the baby. I know it was a man after God sat and the baby died. The man in the prayer to tell, he said, when the baby was sick, he was already not eating food for three days. If we tell that the boy has died now, he will die himself. And David saw that they were whispering now. I said, come on, what's going on? Is the child dead? They said, yes. And everybody was like, what's going to do next? And David showered. Ah, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. The Bible says, he went to the house to worship. And he came and said, can I have my food? So the elder surrounded and said, ah, ah, what is this? He said, but the boy has gone. That death of that boy that David offered worship over was what produced Solomon. From the place of adultery that God caused, God judged the sin, the baby died. The same Bathsheba produced Solomon out of all the sons before David, before, Absal before Solomon. Absalom, Adonijah, Ab uh, all of them were Ammon before Solomon. The Lord said, no, it is the one that worship produced that will be the next king. He was not the son of the first wife. He was not the son of the second wife. He was not the son of the third wife. He was just a guy there that the father did not legally marry. The father took her out of lust. But you see, the Bible says, God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. There is no darkness in anybody's life where worship is, thank you, where praise is offered that light cannot come out of. You are wasting an opportunity to give God praise when you start complaining over any matter. Lord, you promise if I keep my mind on you. When the first, second, and third year that she she couldn't conceive, I told you, but I said one of the things we decided to do, we went on a camp one day, and I just said, let's practice this scripture. The Bible says, from the rising of the sun to the going down, the name of the Lord must be praised. Because she now had a surgery that made it more impossible to give up. But you see, there are no impossibilities with God. And then you see the kids now. In the same order that the Lord said they will come. Lord, we promise. I just said that let's go somewhere and praise God. I said, you know, we're going to praise God maybe around the level till the sun will go down. Because the Bible says from the rising of the sun to the going down. The Lord's name. And when that thing ended, I sat in my sitting room. She just had so dry. My friend said, ah, he come from abroad. So he said, why pregnant? I said, yes. And that was the month. <laughs> Holy Father. And the prophet that said that nothing will happen, I invited him for the name. 
Who is a prophet against God's word? The most prophetic of all words is the word of God. When you know it, you are blessed. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take it by his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, just hear the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I, how I prove you. Jesus, Jesus, precious. Wait, I just picked in the spirit now that a woman trusted God for the fruit of who just got one now. And of course, you will see her testimony. I'm so glad I'm led to trust him. Master, Savior, Lord, and friend. Is somebody with me? If you, when it ends here, when the ministers of God lead us in praise and it ends here, let it be the beginning of a life, a lifestyle of praise. A lifestyle of praise. When I was in University of Ibadan, my phone dropped at the gates. I said to someone that in my final year, I never lost a single thing and I was not always lucky in my wardrobe. One day my phone fell. If you have been to UI, you know how cosmopolitan the gates of UI get to my phone. I had one of the finest phones then. So but for me, for some people, and phones were not common there, but I had a very precious one. It dropped and I got to my wardrobe. Where's my phone? And I was looking for it. So they, somebody helped me call the number and then somebody answered. And he said, come to UI gates. And I got there. And the porter was looking at me. It was my phone. One of the security men. They kept looking at me. Then they asked me, I said, who are you? He said, you know, I said, why? I said, well, I, I told you about my phone. I told I said, I mentioned the five last number call, so you know it's mine and everything. He said, no, I'm not disputing the ownership. He said, you are certainly the owner of the phone. He said, but tell me about yourself. I said, why? He said, because of what happened. He said, it was a guy that they had seen harassing somebody with a pistol before, a courtist, who will rob people of their stuff, that pick the phone, that when they enter the office, they all shook. And he said, I found this phone on the floor. Take and look for the owner. He said, someone that should rob people of their phone, found one on the floor and brought it. He said, so we need to know something. I said, well, I'm just a Christian. <laughs> On my way to that, I said, Lord, wow. But you see, my father, I decided to do something. One day I woke up and I said to God, the day was very boring and messed up. I got not too good news from the house. You must know how to show devil. So I had the opportunity of being sad that day. But you know what? I just said to myself, I said, I will do two things. I said, I'm going to sit down in this room. I was the only one in the room then. We're two in my final year in the room, but my roommate was not around. I said, I'm going to sing. I just said, I've never done this before. Can I sing 100 songs to God and not stop? So I said, maybe it will take me about two, three hours. So I started. Oh, Lord, move to the next one, next one, next one, next one. Till it got to 100. Of course, I repeated some because I'm not a singer like my people here. So some, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to. But I just said 100 songs. Something happened in that room that day. Then I said to myself, Lord, there will never be any day in my life in this school that at least I will not sing 10 songs to you every day. No matter what happens, I will sing 10 songs to you. 
most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days. So one day we came to see Pastor Bimbo. Then we came to see Bishop Michael Kunkua from school. Then we came to see different people. In my final year, they all visited UI. Then I went to Joseph Dr. Panapasipo. We brought him to UI. I was the president of the Joint Christian Fellowship of Ibadan. So he came. And I now realized that there was a lecturer. He was the most wicked. You know, some people are just wicked. And he celebrate. He used to celebrate the wickedness. The man enjoyed one thing. If he should ask you a question during a lecture and nobody should answer, just prepare that that will be your next test. He loved to see people fail. Most of the people that had a try here, 99% of that was on his course. And he used to glory in it. So he, the only man that will come during the exam, after setting the exam for you, or he was a senior lecturer. Other younger guys were supposed to, supposed to invigilate. But we come to come and invigilate for one reason, to mock those who don't know. He will sit at the front and start talking. Look at his face. <laughs> Idiot. He doesn't know anything. The answers are not up there. When we tell you to read, you're like, oh God, let's hear what and do exam. He will carry a table and sit at the front and be saying things to everybody. So, he <laughs> was the only one that will use the 75% attendance. Others will threaten that if you don't make attendance out of, of course, some of the lectures once in a week, so like 13 weeks, some of them will be like, if you don't make up to 9 out of 13 lectures, I will not mark your script. Nobody carried it out except the man. He will put attendance sheet like this beside him. And he want to mark your paper. He will look at your attendance. Week 1, week 2, week 3, week 4, week 5. <laughs> so I knew that I had one more chance. And we had to come and see Bishop Michael. So I followed him. So I missed it. So I knew I had blown it. On the day of the exam, he will warn. He will say, you know what? I will give you just one opportunity. If you know you have not met up to 75%, work out now. I will not give you, said, we just put dash. That means you will retake it next year. He said, but if you think you are smart and you do it, I will give you zero and that will bring your GP down. He said, because dash will mean that no, nothing. You did not show up. So you start all over again. He said, but zero, when they accumulate, you come down. So I remember that day he came in as we were about to write the exam. And he said it again. That Here is my, I'm giving you an opportunity. If some of you know yourself, <laughs> he said, you better go out now. I'm being generous now. And my friend tapped me. He was president of another fellowship. <laughs> he just took his folder. He said, well, let's respect ourselves. He said, we can do it again next year. And he left. I just said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I wrote the exam. I did not only pass. I actually got the highest. One day he called me and he was like, ah, you got seven for sucky. He said, I was like, ah, number one. Out of the four questions, I only knew one. <laughs> number two, seven, five, I just began to write and inspiration was just coming. And I continued to write. There is a way that the jealousy of God guides you. And I'm saying to everybody here, life will never be without challenges. But can you maintain a lifestyle of praise to have victory at all times? This is my message. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to get the old house to do one prayer. I was led that we should do this today. I started with the leaders this morning. 
Psalm 149 says, let the high praise of God be in their mouth and two-edged sword in their hands to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the judgment written. This honor us all the saints. To execute upon the judgment written, this honor of all saints. I praises must go with two-edged sword. I am not teaching warfare this morning. Thank God for the victory we have in Christ. I want the church to know. When you raise an altar of praise, it's also an altar of judgment to everything that is rising against you. That's what the Bible says, let the eye praise of God be in your mouth and two-edged sword. They go hand in hand. Like Jehoshaphat, as they prayed, the enemy fell apart as they praised God. Like Paul and Silas, they praised their, when their praises ascended, it was a judgment to the chain holding them. So the chain fell down. When we have opportunity of praising God like this, it's also, where is that Psalm? I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, Jerusalem is like a city set. He said, there are thrones are cast. Thrones for the judgment of the household. Go down. That's my last place I would read. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compared together. Next verse. Without the tribes go, the tribe will be said to give thanks to the name of the Lord. We have come as tribes now to give thanks. When tribes show up to give thanks to Jerusalem, what happens? Next verse. There are set what? Once tribes come to give thanks, thrones or judgment are set. Because God must judge certain things. Likus, I speak to everybody on the sound of my voice and those who are watching. Every imagination of men, every word of men, every thought, contrary to God's plan for your life, spoken into, into the spirit against you will all come down this morning. Shall we stand? Thrones are set as we praise God. Sir, a man just passed the gates and Mordecai did not greet him. And he said that if I kill Mordecai, it's a small thing. He said, I'm going to kill the entire Jews. Now, uh, you would think it was a man. Satan had always wanted to destroy the Jewish people. But you see, both Satan's plan and God's plan, they are actually always sown through thoughts. Yes. David said that he thought of building a temple. It didn't come from him. God saw the thought in his heart. So it was Satan that said, a man should want, why would a man offend that he want to kill? As I am speaking to everybody now, there are people here, anytime people promise you something, they, something good, they hardly do it. And then, at times, Satan just misrepresents you in the heart of people. There are thoughts. Somebody can say something that makes somebody to think in a particular way towards you and refuse to give a right hand of fellowship. I said this about marriage one time. Many things going on. Thoughts. That's what the Bible says. The weapons of offer, they are no canna. They are mighty true God. Second chapter 10 verse 4. In pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination and bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. Thoughts are powerful. Hallelujah. When Aaron killed James, the Bible says a thought in his heart. And then he went for Peter also. When Christians go for an interview, when you want to start something, there are millions of people that can, at times, from above, like the case of Daniel, 
God has dispatched the answer. But there's a terrible spirit called Prince of Persia. You remember the story of Daniel? And the angel told her that from the first day that you pray, can this be this why people pray and warfare and pray? Sometimes you can pray. The answer can come. Somebody can know that actually it should help you do something for you and he can keep postponing it and postponing it. I know that as soon as we are through this morning, many names will be remembered for good. The Bible says, and the Lord remembers Sarah. The Lord doesn't forget things. It just means that he focuses attention on Sarah. That will be your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. And if there is anything that anyone has said, or any spirit has said, or you yourself have said, and that they are arguing in the spirit, because the Bible says, by your word you are justified, and by your word you are condemned. If you have said something, people before you have said something, Remember the family has said something on behalf of the family that has put everybody in the states. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. That every word and imagination of men against us, the blood blots it out. We are free. We are free. Mega suke limanderia silos. The atmosphere around you is about to be reprogrammed now. Where the thoughts of God, he said the thoughts I think towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil. Every good thing that heaven has destined for you, that heaven has packaged for you, every good and perfect gift that God has prepared for you, but that you have not walked in them, in the name of Jesus Christ, from this morning you will begin to walk in them. All I know is that grace is on you, mercy is on you, glory is on you, and I announce it's your season of fruitfulness. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.